0: Hello, welcome to the first episode of the Howl and Blossom podcast. My name's Sean, creator and founder of the project, and the first thing you should probably know about me is that I consider myself to be a little bit wild, and I'm working on becoming more and more wild every single day. What do I mean by that? Um, Well, I've always preferred bare feet, messy hair and being outside in nature and I've always had less inhibitions than the general population. I talk about things that other people wouldn't dare say out loud um, and not in a rude way but people kind of relate to that. So, you know, those things that we have going on inside our brains that we don't say out loud necessarily. But you can guarantee that because we're living a shared experience, a lot of other people are having the same thoughts, the same issues as you are. Um, I'm not that unique. And when I say what's going on for me, oftentimes there'll be a lot of people that reflect that back to me and say, Me too. But I'm usually the first person to open my mouth about it in a conversation. Um, It's been a running joke within my friends and family that no one could ever tame me and so far that's been true. Um, I'm a little unpredictable as I take action on a whim which really is me listening to my inner guidance and when I know something to be true or right or to feel good then I, I kind of go down that path I don't need to know anything else other than my gut's telling me that it's okay or that it's good or that I should do this thing or that I should avoid this thing, that I should stop this thing. Um, And when I listen to my gut and my inner guidance and my innate wisdom, I'm very rarely wrong, which I'm sure you can relate to. How many times have you thought to yourself, I really shouldn't do this or I really don't want to go there? You know, and then turned up to whatever it is, done whatever it was that you knew you shouldn't be doing for whatever reason, even if you can't really explain what that reason is. And something happens and you think, if only I'd have listened to myself in the first place, right? Well, you can practice that and get much better at just listening to yourself without having to justify it. But we'll talk about that in a later episode. Um, to me, being wild means freedom. For me, that's bare feet, outside in nature, messy hair, not having to conform. Um, it's showing up in the world exactly as I am and being loved because of it. It's being brave and honest, saying how I feel. In the moment or whenever it's appropriate to do so um, and as a result shining as brightly as I possibly can at any given moment. It's following my intuition instead of the lists of shoulds and musts that are imposed upon us. Especially as women I feel like we are told well, men as well. Let's not let's not lie about it. They're told how to be a man, but we're told what we we should be doing, how we should dress, what we should be saying, um what's ladylike and I think we're we're absolutely um contesting that in a lot of different ways as we continue down the path. Um, And I am most definitely quite loud about that. Um, For me, being wild also means wearing outrageous levels of biodegradable glitter and sequins at every opportunity. I'm very well known for it within my circle. I will turn up to a garden barbecue with glitter on my face. Um, My boyfriend's friend... um, Asked him if he if I realised that we weren't going anywhere. We were just staying at home in the garden. And <laughs> he's like, yes, mate. <laughs> she absolutely knows that. But, you know, any, any situation is an opportunity for a bit of sparkle, in my opinion. <laughs> um, being wild, to me, means that I'm able to harness my natural power and my innate knowing. That deep wisdom we have as women... Um, that means that often your soul knows where you're going or you know things before you can articulate them it means that I claim my place in the world I trust that being who I am is enough I struggle with it and it's a practice but I know that being who I am in the world is enough and I encourage you to claim your place in the world too. A few years ago, um, I found myself restricted under the weight of anxiety and depression. After a year of medication, I made some pretty significant changes in my life. And that was the beginning of my homecoming. And I've been journeying home to myself ever since. I want you to journey with me. I want you to come home to yourself. Um, Which is why the subtitle of this podcast is The Wild Woman's Homecoming. The beginning of my homecoming was a little bit messy. Um, I'd spent my 20s... Uh, suppressing my wild nature and tick-boxing all the shoulds and musts that we're told um, make for a happy and, you know, well-rounded life. So I got my office job because you know I was academically intelligent. Enough to do that, so that's what I was told I should be doing. Went to university, got my degree, went and got my office job, started working my way up the corporate ladder in my shoes and my grey clothes, and um, got myself a sensible boyfriend with a stable job. Um, moved out of home, I did all the tick box things, and as I journeyed further and further down that path I got more and more disconnected from nature, more and more disconnected from my nature, from who I am. Um, I was spending less time being creative um, and that fire that burns within me was not being tended to and eventually over the course of a few years, quite a few years, um, I, I found it harder and harder to keep that tiny little flame alight and I ended up um, with anxiety and depression. Um those of you who have experienced that will know that it isn't something that you just then get rid of. It's something that you then have to tend to and practice. And you become very aware of your mental health in a way that um, you've always been aware of your physical health. So we're taught, and it's much better now. Than it ever has been in terms of talking about mental health, but we are—it's absolutely deeply ingrained in our society that you have to exercise and look after your body, feed it the right things, the right nutrients, um, and that it is an a one-time tick box exercise of I ate a vegetable one time and therefore I am now healthy. It's an ongoing practice and something that you have to do daily. You have to exercise daily, otherwise your body will deteriorate in various ways. You have to eat correctly. Um, and since having anxiety and depression, I now recognise, as I'm sure many of you do, and society in general is becoming more and more aware of this and vocal about this is that your mental health is exactly the same as your physical health in that you have to tend to it every day, you have to exercise um, healthy mental habits and um, your mental health and physical health are very closely entwined as well so exercise not only benefits your physical health it also benefits your mental health and for me being outside in nature and being creative um, benefits my mental well-being hugely In in like, it's the most simple thing to go outside and take my shoes off and walk in the grass Yet it has such huge, profound impacts on my well-being, um, and I, as a child, knew that intuitively and never questioned it. And I, I mean, even into early adulthood, as a teenager, I would, I would always take my shoes off. I spent a lot of time in the park. I would. I would go to the park not knowing if anyone was there just so that I was outside just because that felt good to me and I would be at play um, often which is something as adults were told we, we shouldn't be doing and that um, play is for children which I think is extremely detrimental to our health and well-being um, and entirely misses the point. ...of this human experience. Um, So... ...you know, the things you do... ...as a young person... ...before society... ...really manages to... ...plaster over... ...all of your... ...inner knowing... ...and your innate wisdom... ...with its shoulds and musts and... ...conformities and... um, civilised behaviours which is civilised being the opposite of wild to me in this case Um, you know all those things that kids do naturally that we are encouraged to stop doing um, actually ended up over time having such a detrimental impact on my health and well-being that I ended up medicated um and the whole conversation of medication and mental health is is a big topic which we might touch on another time um but i am for me personally under no illusions that that medication saved my life it didn't do it on its own absolutely not um but without it i couldn't i couldn't understand what Whether my emotional reactions to things were reasonable, in inverted commas, or because I wasn't okay, and I found it very difficult to make that distinction, and so without the medication, for me, in my experience, it helped me to be able to hear my inner guidance again, because it was so confused and conflicted um, that I, could, I didn't know what was what was right, what was wrong, which way was up, which way was down. And uh, I, without that medication, very likely wouldn't be here today. Um, I, so once I'd got myself back on my feet and I could see the wood from the trees... I never understood that saying before until I had that experience um where everything everything looked overwhelming um and then eventually I could over time with medication and taking other action I could I could distinguish between things and what was wood and what was trees um and after a year of that, I realised that I was much happier than I had been in a very long time. But I still wasn't quite there. And so I knew I had to make a lot of changes in my life. And whilst you you can never see where you're actually going, right? You just kind of have to walk the path and take each step as it comes and make that micro decision in that moment and trust that your soul understands the macro picture and that it's guiding you through all the obstacles um using tiny little signposts so that you get to where you're supposed to be going because you can't see around the bend you just have to keep traveling the path and uh i i left my long-term sensible boyfriend um, which shocked everyone. we have been together for about five, five, five and a half years, I think, at that point. So everyone was expecting marriage and babies and I just said I couldn't do it anymore and it took me four days to make that decision, um, four days and probably a six-hour conversation with my best friend and I decided that I was changing my entire life. I was moving home to my parents because whilst I knew that wasn't a long-term solution, it was a step that I could take in this moment that would get me a bit further down the path until I could work out what the next step was after that. Um, Through the anxiety and depression, I got very good at dealing with one thing at a time. Um... And that's what I still have to do now so that I don't get overwhelmed. I have to do one thing at a time and trust that the next thing will be okay and work itself out. Um, And so that's what I did and I moved home and when, when everyone was asking me, you know, what happened with my relationship, I genuinely people found it difficult to grasp because from the outside it was absolutely perfect and from but from the inside for me it wasn't nourishing who I am as a person and that is not because there was anything wrong with my boyfriend at the time there's nothing wrong with him as a person um he just wasn't my person and yeah, it took me five and a half years to realise that because I, instead of listening to and trusting myself and my inner inner wisdom and inner guidance, I was looking externally for signposts that said, you know, he he has this this stature in society. He's a well-rounded person. He he has a stable family, he treats his mother with respect, you know, all of those external things that you're taught to look at, his career, um, he's very stable, all of those things that, like, most people would write on a list to say, yeah, tick, 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 great boyfriend, um, but it, it just wasn't the right partnership for me, um, so I moved home. My My job at the time um, wasn't right either. So uh, I quit that after a couple of months of being at home. Um, I quit that without a job to go to because I would tried to leave that job several times. And uh, I found myself very... I found it difficult to find a job while I still had a job, which I know is contradictory to all the other advice that is out there, and I'm not not—I'm not giving advice, I'm just telling my story, um, but because it's contradictory to all the other advice that's out there, I, I was trying to do all the things that everyone was telling me I should be doing, and it wasn't working, so I just said, you know what, I don't have anyone else to support except myself, I'm going to quit because it's not serving me anymore, and the step that comes after that will come after that. And so I quit. I had four weeks' notice, and I found another job in that four weeks and started a new job, and it was absolutely fine. It was, it was actually an improvement for me in a lot of ways, and absolutely perfect for what I needed at the time, um, and. So I I travelled down that path and a lot of things have happened between then and now. It's been crikey. I think I was 27 maybe when I made those decisions and I'm 31 now so it's been a few years. I think it's coming up to four years and so a lot has happened in that time which we can talk about more in detail in further episodes. But essentially, what I want to say to you is that, no matter what the external signposts are, or whether or not people are telling you it makes sense what you're doing or you know giving you advice, the only The only thing you need to listen to is your inner wisdom, your inner guidance, and your own innate knowing because only you know what's right for you um and whilst we all need a good sounding board don't get me wrong (laughs) no one needs to live in isolation absolutely not but um there's a difference between having a good sounding board and people telling you what you should be doing based on their own fears which is a big one, and is essentially what what they do. So everyone does it, right? If if you're giving out advice, you're doing it from your own fear points, um, and if you're not actively conscious of that, and you're not expressing that literally in your communication, it's not it's not helpful to give advice like that or or take on board advice like that, and I think. The only piece of external advice I have I could say is stands in every single situation is that you should never take advice from anyone who hasn't walked the path that you are walking. You, you should only ever take advice from people who are a couple of steps ahead of you on a path that you want to travel down. And whilst no one's path is the same... Um, I think that a lot of us will have similar experiences and so that's the only piece of advice that really stands in good stead in all situations. Anything else has to come from within you and you have to trust that even if you can't articulate, justify or explain why externally to other people when they ask you, you just have to trust that that is what you should be doing um, and learn as you go. And that's definitely a muscle you can exercise to make it stronger. In the same way, you know, it's like it's like a soul muscle, I guess, as opposed to a physical muscle or a mental muscle. Um, and I think that that's the most important tool um, in beginning your homecoming journey is that listening to your inner guidance um and trusting yourself, that is the most important piece in coming back home. So, with all that said, I hope that some of that resonated with you um, and I'd love to hear your stories and connect with you and get your feedback on on your thoughts on what we were just talking about. Um, I will post links to my website so you can get in touch with me via social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, um, and you can email me as well. You can also sign up for my Moon Musings, um, which I send out on a new moon and a full moon. I'll post a link to that too, and they will get delivered directly to your inbox so you don't have to scroll through and try and fight the social media algorithms um, to get the content that you want. So you can sign sign up for that and subscribe to the podcast and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening.